Two moms, two marketers, two women new to the financial industry. They have a lot of questions. That's why they're bringing in financial experts to educate all of us here on A Penny or Two for Your Thoughts. Hi, everyone. I'm Chantel, Vice President of Marketing with Centris. And I'm Liz, Senior Marketing Specialist. And welcome back to A Penny or Two for Your Thoughts. Thank you to those of you that listened to the first intro podcast and for some reason returning to listen some more. Thank you. We had ratings. Like people oh. rated us. Yeah. And subscribed. It and was, downloaded. Yeah. It, it was my 14-year-old son. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a true story. But I think we're, we're on our way. We're on our way. Yep. Things we're making are, it. Things are good. Yep. A lot has happened since that last podcast. Welcome to spring. Right. Time change. Time change. So here, I don't know where you're at with time change. I'm not a fan. Okay. Especially with a two-year-old. Yeah. How's that going? Oh, she uh, wants to stay outside a lot longer than right. she should. Right. So, I'm in this headspace where my one side is so excited about the sun, and the other is, why aren't you in your pajamas at 6 o'clock? Why <laughs> yeah. are we doing this right yep. now? Yep. So that's where I'm at. But, you know. It is what it is. What else is going on? Oh, March Madness. Uh, March Madness. Yep. So as we're recording this today, unfortunately, Creighton didn't make it to the next. For our, for our Omaha-based listeners, Creighton didn't make it, and we know that. They did great. Congratulations, yep. Jays. Iowa State is are, still in yeah. right now. Cyclones are looking good. Yeah. Speaking of cyclones, our guest today is a cyclone. She was an Iowa State grad. She started out in social work, and as I'm sure many people can attest, switched gears after school and went into more of a headhunting recruiting role. She wound up at Centris as a recruiter, and today she's our chief experience officer. I'd like to welcome Ann Helm. Welcome. Thanks for joining us at a penny or two for your thoughts. Thanks, ladies. And go Cyclones. Woohoo! That's hard for me to say as a Husker <clears throat> fan, but I will say it today. Well, thank go. you. You Ghosts, can do it. Go Cyclones. You can do I it. did it. Dun, 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 dun. Go Cyclones. Oh, wow. I married a Cyclone, so did I am. You? Yeah, he kind of converted me a little bit. I mean, I'm still a Husker fan through and through, but uh, yeah. when the Cyclones started looking really good in the football season, that was I know. a little yeah. bit easier. I, I haven't <laughs> met your husband, but he's already my best friend. Yep. <laughs> He would I say like the him. same about you. Oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. Because you both are Iowa State grads. So. <laughs> thank you. Quite yeah. a season they're having compared to last year. Yeah. And now Sweet 16. Yes. Uh, my uh, 12-year-old, we were watching the game. Uh-huh. And when they won, he said, Mom, we're going to the game, right? That's your team. So I looked up tickets because I thought, yes, what an experience yes. that would be. And I was shocked at the ticket prices, so I've yet to tell him, but I'm going to break his little heart. <laughs> You're unable to go to the game. What are those the going cheer, for? Oh, the cheapest I could find was in the nosebleed section, $200 a ticket. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. We try to Shoot. create the experiences for the kids, but then we tend to break hearts as well. So it's fine. It I mean, fine. as moms. That's, that's our job as it parents. Is, yeah, it is. Yep. <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> you keep really busy. I do. You wear a lot of hats. So talk us through a little bit where you're at right now at Centris and all the things that you have a lot of great things happening right now. I do. Yeah. I do. So I, I've been at Centris. This is hard to believe. Hard to say. I've been at Centris for 20 years. So two decades. Oh, it is fantastic. Awesome. 
And I look back at my career with such joy, and I can honestly say I've had fun every single day. Uh, So I currently oversee our retail banking division, which is all of our branches, our call center. So when you need help and you call Centris, you call into our wonderful contact center. I oversee that division. Um, Digital banking. So what in the heck is digital banking? So that is online and mobile banking and facilities and human resources and training. Don't forget training. (laughs) So many different hats. So many different hats. Yeah. So you're, you're a woman in this role mm-hmm. that predominantly is, is a male-dominated financial institution. That's what we've kind of seen over the years. Yeah. But how have you kind of adjusted that? You're, you're a mom. You're, you're, mm-hmm. We're talking to you as moms, wanting to learn more from you about that perspective. How, how, how do, you, do you manage that, adjust to that? Yeah, when I first, when I had my first kiddo, I had a great mentor in my life, and that was um, a gentleman that I eventually uh, replaced him when he retired. He pulled me aside when I had my first kiddo, and he said, always keep your family as your priority. And it was really, really hard, because at that time, I was this up-and-coming individual, and I wanted to work my way up the corporate ladder. But it was those simple words, and I can't say that I've always won. I've certainly, it's a lot of uh, balls to juggle in the air, and sometimes work has to win, and sometimes my family and my amazing husband, they have to win. And I'm so blessed to work for a company that affords me that opportunity. That, uh, gosh, your kiddos play sports, and sometimes these practices are right at 5 o'clock at night. Mm Mm-hmm. Or even 4.30, how in the heck are you supposed yeah. to get there and get your kids picked up and get them to the practice or the game on time? It's impossible unless you work for Centris. Mm-hmm. We have a great environment. Yeah. Right? So um, I, I'm not going to lie. It hasn't always be, been easy. I found that I've done an amazing job at applying way more pressure to myself. <laughs> It's yes. easy that's to what do, we do, right? though. Yeah. As women, that's what we do. We I, tend to yeah. put way more pressure on ourselves and set way more expectations, and those expectations are higher than they should be. And if we ever took a moment to articulate them and verbalize them out loud, mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain anyone that heard the expectations we place on ourselves will look at us and think, you are nuts. Why would you put that pressure on yourself? But we just do. I don't know. Yeah. I do. I don't know how or why that happens. You said something in a meeting recently that really resonated with me, that you're sitting in a meeting and you're looking at your watch, mm-hmm. knowing I got to get to daycare mm-hmm. or I got to get the, the pickup. Mm-hmm. And nobody else cares. Like, they care that you need to leave. They don't right. care that you're going to leave. You know, right. they're, they're caring more about the fact that you know you have kids or responsibilities to get to, and that's fine. Right. And that's the type of place you want to work, and you know. That and what's, culture. And what's great about it, too, is they respect that. Yes. So they see you leaving because you're going to go pick up your kiddo or do something like that, and they respect that because you're going and doing something with your family or, yeah, you know. Right. I think about what I would tell my 23-year-old self, 24-year-old mm-hmm. self. You know, just, like, let it go. Take a breath. Yeah. It is okay to get up from that meeting. And I have three boys um, right now, they're ages t- 8, 10, and 12, and they're all mama's boys. Mm. A blessing and a curse. Yes. Uh, right. I love my boys yep. dearly. 
But it started with that first kiddo. And I would be in a meeting, and by and large, it was mostly myself as the only female and with other men. And I have, you know, I'm the caretaker. I would be the dropper-offer and the picker-upper, but that was all self-imposed. And so if, if it was a 4 o'clock meeting or that was running late to 5.30, and I knew I had to get my kids picked up by 6. Otherwise, you know, the police get called and yep. you get all kinds of fines <laughs> right. yep. and you've abandoned <laughs> your yep. kid. Mm-hmm. Your kids are yeah. sitting in the parking lot. Yeah. That's sure. what my brain would tell myself, yep. right? Yeah. But I would politely excuse myself, and I would torture myself. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I should have stayed. Yeah. But I was only doing that to myself. Right. And when I would have the courage then to articulate that before those meetings, I found that I had to. Everyone around me was fine with that. It wasn't a secret that I had little kids. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew. <laughs> right. So why would I feel like oh my gosh, I'm sweating because right. I have to leave in five minutes, right, right. constantly watching my clock. Yep. Those around me knew, yep. and they were okay with that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, but man, I did a great job of kicking the <laughs> heck out of myself. Easy to do. It, it is very is. easy to do. Sure. Yep, I we are our we own need, worst enemy. Yes, I think we need to articulate you know, it, it, to those around us what's going on in our head. Mm-hmm. If we would just articulate some of those pressures and have the courage to say that, those pressures out loud, I think that would be so clarifying because that other person, your audience would say, you're crazy. Right. Just get up and go. It is okay. It's okay. Your kid is a year old. He's not going to get home by himself. Go get him, man. (laughs) They will put them on the curb and they will have to pay extra for daycare. It is a thing. Uh, that's an experience and a half oh, talking shoot. about experiences. Oh. I we guess. could probably do a whole nother episode on kiddos and daycares, probably. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty for or sure. school. Or school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Golly. Yep. Um, and talk us through, you know, you started at Centris as a recruiter. Yeah. And like I said, today you're chief experience officer. What was that path like for you? How did you how did you get there? Like you started as a recruiter and now you're like I said, chief experience officer. Well, the easy answer is I was given opportunity and I said yes. So I just, I had the courage to say yes when opportunities were presented to me. The longer story is when I was interviewing for the position at Centris, I was asked what my short-term and long-term career goals were. And I knew short-term, I wanted to be proficient in that position. I wanted to hire the very best employees in long term, I knew I wanted to be a formal leader. And after a couple, they hired me. They, they took a chance. They saw something in me, and they hired me. And after a couple of years, lo and behold, I was given the opportunity to manage the human resources department. So according to my plan, I had made it. But I thought that I needed to always know what my next step was in order to show promotability. I thought I needed to know clearly what my next step was in order to show readiness. But after I had been a formal leader, I didn't have that clarity anymore. And I used to be embarrassed by it. For the first couple of years when someone would ask me, what do you want to do? I would say, I just want to make a difference and I just want to have fun every day. Then eventually I had the courage to say, I'm not quite sure what that formal next step is. But 
I want to learn every day, I want to make a difference, and I want to have fun. And I did that. I learned every day, and that's something that personally is satisfying for me. And lo and behold, I kept being given more opportunity. And frankly, some of the opportunities, I remember um, I was on maternity leave for my, with my second kiddo. And my um, boss at the time invited me out to lunch, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is so sweet. He wants to onboard me or re-engage me before I come back from maternity leave. So we're enjoying this beautiful lunch, and he announces that he's going to retire and that he wanted to offer me his position. And at the time, he was responsible for facilities. And without a moment's notice, I just said yes. I didn't know anything about facilities, but I just said yes. Mm-hmm. And I figured I will, I'll figure it out. So I asked the gentleman, I said, how much time do I have with you when I come back from maternity leave and I have to wear non-elastic waistband pants again. <laughs> Cruelest thing ever uh-huh. after having a baby. Sure. Yep. But uh, he said, oh, just about a cup, two weeks. And I get <laughs> oh to the, gosh. right? And I had already said yes. I had already right. said yes. That's how he roped you in. Right? Retract, retract. <laughs> right? So I get to the parking lot and I thought, how in the heck am I going to do this? I now have two little kiddos. And at the time we were building a branch in North Platte. <laughs> How am I going to do this? I don't know anything about construction. I don't know anything about facilities, but I just said yes. And so I think an important thing to remember is work hard. You will be presented the opportunities, but remain humble. And don't be embarrassed to say, I don't know, or teach me and show me. I've been blessed to have great mentors around me that have been very, very kind when I've been courageous to say, I don't know what I'm doing. Because I I, I promise, I swear, if people ask for help, help will come running because we want to see one another succeed. Mm -hmm. You've actually been that help Mm -hmm. coming running to us, honestly. We started this podcast saying that we don't know the financial industry. We're both from outside. And Mm -hmm. So many questions, and you have been one of the first to slow down in meetings and just say, okay, this is really what it's about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, in the financial industry as, as a whole, people need to slow down and just understand your finances are so important. They're so personal to you. They are. Slow down and ask the questions of the people who can help you. It takes courage it to does. do that, yeah, though. It does. Especially if... Um, one is in a very hard financial position, right? living paycheck to paycheck, and frankly, maybe even living beyond paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. People associate a lot of, and there is a lot of stress with that, but they associate a lot of shame with that situation. And it's hard then to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Many industries, and banking is similar, we have our own language, we have our own lingo, and we have our own acronyms, which can make it very difficult to ask for help. Mm-hmm. But so I, I, I look for that. I look for, uh, I love people. I'm a watcher of people. And so I look for those cues and I know how that feels. I know how it feels to feel embarrassed to ask questions, yeah. to not know. But then I get reminded, just ask for help. Yeah. And I promise help will come. 
So Chantel, what I'm hearing Anne saying is she she saw our deer in the headlights. I was going to say the exact same thing that you just said <laughs> because I know the face that we had yeah, that, oh, yeah. in our recent <laughs> meeting, and yep. and you said, you know what, just calm down. Yep. Everything's going to be fine. I'm going to schedule time for us, and yes. we'll just talk. It's like okay, just us three. Thank you. I will interpret this for <laughs> yes. you. Yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. so. I am a fan of sock puppets and crayons. <laughs> Well, so are we. So we're glitter we? and glue right here. Aww. So that's it. So it yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's perfect, though, even for this new position, this experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you are responsible for helping create that experience for members that come into the branches or have that experience with digital banking. So what does that look like for you? I mean, things are changing so constantly. What does that look like in your new role? Oh, that's a great question. So the last couple of years at Centris, we've been really focused on our infrastructure. So what does that mean? We've changed out a lot of our systems and our technology. And we've Um, So our system that keeps tracks of balances and debits and credits, we changed that system out. We were on that prior system for over 30 years. So, um, yeah, that's a really long long time time. in a system and to switch that technology. And then we also switched our online and mobile banking platform. And we built a new branch. We built a new headquarters. We moved 150 employees into one building. Really, really exciting times. But that's what I mean when I say we've been focused on our infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So now that we have a lot of those systems implemented and, and working for us, now it's time to focus on what experience we're providing our members. So what do I mean by that? Well, when a member calls us and they ask for help, or they need um, a loan or that to open an account, what does that experience look like for, an, for a member when they call us for help? Mm-hmm. Or when we hire a new employee, much like yourselves, new to banking, what does that experience look like when we are hiring them, training them, and then we throw them in meetings. <laughs> meetings where we talk a special language. Uh-huh. And so I, I think that I'm in tune with and maybe a little sensitive to those deer in the headlight looks because I'm familiar with them. I give them yeah. oftentimes. <laughs> so um, in a nutshell, what I am charged with in this role is making sure that the experience we're providing our members is welcoming and helpful and frictionless. And that our employees, when we hire them, that we are training them and setting them up for success. Sounds great. Love it. I'm glad we're part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun times at Centris. It is. It's true. That is so true. What uh, What gets you up in the morning? I mean, it's fun here. So, but what keeps you coming back every day? I mean, you ha- you start your mornings early. I do. So what wakes me up every morning? My alarm clock screaming at me at 20 after 4. Because <laughs> I try to get my butt to the gym, although I slept in this morning. Hey, that's okay. You oh. have to give yourself rest days. I agree. Yep. Grace, right? Give ourselves yeah, some grace. Exactly. Um, so first my alarm clock, yes. then my trainer screaming at me to do a better job with my form. <laughs> um, we'll start our trainers. Yeah. Mm. Thank goodness, though. Yep. We need um, what makes me get up and go to work every day? Honestly, the great thing about Centris and being part of a credit union is that we're member owned. So every member, whether they have $5 in their account here with Centris or 500000 they're our owners. And that's such a special clarity to have as a banking institution. 
We're not privately owned. We're not owned by our shareholders, meaning where we have to get them a certain return on their investment. So we have clarity from the word go, meaning we are owned by our members. So every member that calls us or comes into our branches or is using our online or mobile banking applications, they are our bosses. Mm -hmm. And it's fun to provide good, honest banking services to our members. I find that fun. I find it fun to be aligned with a company morally and ethically and work around some great people. I don't know how else to say it, but and this may be a little casual, but uh, Centris just has this density of really, really cool people mm-hmm. that want to work hard, that want to win, and that want to do things the right way and have fun along the way. Yep. Who wouldn't be excited Absolutely. to come to work every day to make a difference? Right. I think people say that, you know, they say that about their, their companies. They can or would like to say, I work for a place where I, I enjoy the people I work with. Mm-hmm. They're, they're my friends. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, you can joke. And I think that's really important as young adults think about getting into the workforce. Make sure that you're finding the right culture, too. Right. You know, you want to do what yeah. you, what you maybe went to school for or what your passion or, or your, your background, but make sure you're really looking at what the culture is bringing. Ask the right questions right. in those interviews and, and make sure that you feel that yes. it's going to be a fit for you. Right. Well, we were talking to some people today in a meeting and kind of going around the room introducing ourselves because we were all kind of new to each other and you know, how'd you, how'd you get to Centris? And everybody, I think everybody in that room said, I just really like the vibe here. Mm. So it's just, and I even felt that when I was interviewing, it's just that vibe that you could feel the culture, mm-hmm. even in the interview process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we oftentimes hear from our new employees, either, even when they're interviewing and then the honeymoon phase, right? Mm-hmm. Those first mm-hmm. few weeks and their feedback is always that everyone is so nice and so helpful. Then naturally, I think people expect that honeymoon phase to sort of fade away. Mm -hmm. But when I see those new employees either coming back for more training or they've been promoted and they're coming back for for their next positions training and they say, no, really, everyone is still really nice. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this would end, but oh my gosh, everyone is really, really nice. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I don't know how else to say it. There's just a density of yeah. really cool people. Look for it. It's out there. It Wherever is out there. it is, it's out there for you. Right. You know, it's you just have to find the right spot. You know, that's a great, great uh, statement because I think even as um, consumers, people put up with banks or yeah. institutions that they don't like. You know, oftentimes hear, "Oh, I bank with X, Y, Z. They're terrible. I know I need to leave," or They'll say, I work for this company, and it's not a great fit. You can find a better fit out there, yep. either as a consumer right. or as an employee. Yeah, don't make the pain of change be the thing that stops you, yeah. whether that be your banking institution, wherever you're buying anything, retail or anything, or where you're working. Don't yeah. let that be the thing that stops you. Yeah. Just say yes, yeah, right? Just, just say, say yes. yes. Back to your statement, Liz. Why did I, how in the heck did you get to this position? People took a chance on me. And yes, I worked hard. Yes, I asked for help, but I just said yes. So to that. your point too, Chantel, 
You can, you can make a career change or an employer change or a banking change. Just say yes. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So as we kind of wrap this up, what are the three things you want someone to walk away with today? Someone's just listening to this or, you know, just what are some three, three things that will make a difference to someone I think you said penny for your thoughts. Yeah, what's a penny for your thoughts? Oh, golly, I generally have a lot of thoughts, and so I'm going to probably ramble here. Um, Think of Centris in the banking industry as a career. So my parents grew up uh, in small towns in Iowa on farms. And just a lifetime ago, when they were growing up, they didn't have indoor plumbing. They would get up and collect the eggs or milk cows, and they would go trade that in town for bread or for flour. And so in one generation, indoor plumbing and now banking. And so when I was a kid, being a teller was a career, and there were career tellers. And fast forward a few more decades, I don't think people remember banking as a career, but it can be. Mm -hmm. It can be a career. It's a stable industry that is fast, that's moving. People might think of banking as old and stodgy, but it's not. Every day is something new and something different at Centris. So there's a penny for my thought that banking can be our career, and Centris can give more than just a job to you. It can give you a career. Um, Another penny for my thought, um, golly, working parents it, we, are, we are great at being really, really hard on ourselves. Um, and we might be caring for our young kiddos. We might be caring for family members or our parents. I'm finding that I'm yep. in that sandwich generation, yep. and I'm blessed to still have my parents around. But I'm in that sandwich generation where I'm caring for my kids and starting to care for my parents. And that is a lot of pressure. It is. Yep. Having three mamas, boys, too. <laughs> <laughs> who are super involved in sports. And my husband and I have a hard time saying no to the sport that they want to play. It's possible. It's possible to balance a career and home life. Is it easy? No. But be graceful with ourselves. And that's really, really hard. And I'm still working on that. Well, and you made a good statement the other day about um, how your job might win. Mm. You yourself might win. Your kids might win. Mm-hmm. Your husband might win. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got to win. Somebody has to be a winner. It's just determining which one is going to be the winner for that day or in, that moment. In any given moment. Yep. I found that when I tried to succeed at it all, I would apply way more pressure to myself. And inevitably, there could always be one winner. And sometimes it had to be my job. So my husband would have to tag, tag in and he would have to be the parent for the evening, or sometimes my kiddos would have to win because they have to be at a practice at five o'clock at night, or sometimes I just needed to win, and maybe I take took a day off um, and exercise some personal care. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it is a constant juggling act, and it is okay that one of those is going to win at any given time. But me trying to work hard that they all succeed on every single day in every moment was more pressure than I could ever, ever apply to myself. And frankly, I was burning myself out. Well, I think 
this valuable information that you provided us as we learn from you, continue to learn from you. Mm -hmm. So we thank you in advance for all the questions that we'll continue to ask you and those deer in the headlight looks (laughs) that we're going to give you. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate it. If you have any questions that you would like us to ask our subject matter experts, send them our way to a penny for your thoughts at centristfcu.org. Please share the wealth and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And yes, they will continue to give us the mic. Also, be sure to follow Centris on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn for more great financial information. And you can visit our website at centrisfcu.org or just give us a call at 402-334-7000. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks, everyone. Ahura Media Production.